This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Welcome back to the show. Oh, yes. This is one of those stories that'll leave you shaking your head. And it's a report from the Public Health Agency, which reveals they called police to report nearly 58,000 Canadians who were suspected of leaving their homes and breaching quarantine rules. We don't know if any were charged by the RCMP. And of course, under the rules, travelers who came over from, uh, you know, international travel had to self-isolate at home and um, or they would get a six month jail or $750,000 fine. Well, over five months, we learned that home checks were done on more than 350,000 Canadians by the RCMP, and 57,000 got a knock on the door by these cops for breaking the rules. Now, you would think the RCMP's got better things to do with its time, that maybe this should be an issue for local bylaw officers, but nope. Apparently, this is what our national police force now does. Tom Korski, managing editor of Black Locks Reporter, joins us now. And you broke this story, so I wanted to make sure it got out there. I mean, th- th- this to me is something that should be handled at the municipal level, no? If at all, I don't want to be flippant, Alex. The rules were really prescriptive. If you came back uh, from international travel, say a sales trip, yeah. Uh, you were, by federal order, uh, forbidden from sleeping in the same room with your spouse who had not traveled. You could not go in your backyard with mm-hmm. a spouse who had not traveled. You had to order in groceries. And they checked on people uh, with mm-hmm. phone calls and what they called <laughs> home checks. I love that. Home checks. Mm. And reported 58,000 to the federal police, the RCMP. This would be one of the most, we don't know what the Mounties did with those 58,000 complaints filed by a federal agency, the public health agency. They couldn't have followed every lead because there would be no one left to hand out traffic tickets, which is their main function. But yeah, this would be a federal overreach to really a spectacular degree. Like spectacular. I mean, they could be out there solving money laundering issues. They could be dealing with the issues in the East Coast where there was a mass shooting. We still have no answers. I mean, there's so many things the RCMP could be doing in this country. So to to think that they're out there knocking at doors saying, hi, madam, are you following the rules? Like that, that to me is such an egregious waste of resources. It's interesting, though, isn't it? The, the, it's been reflective of the federal approach to the pandemic from the start, and that is uh, coercion. It's not to think about what will people do in their normal lives. Canadians are hardworking, well-meaning. What measures can we do? For instance, I don't know, free masks. Uh, yeah. We know that we know the problem there. Uh, what could they do to assist people and fight the pandemic all at the same time? It wasn't. They they always resorted to coercion, force, regulation. You shall do. You will do. 58,000 names referred to the federal police on suspicion you might have gone out to buy groceries. The grocery police, really. Yeah, it is. So um, it's one of those things that is just like so much stupid has been uh, revealed during this pandemic that uh, you just 
Now we know why things have gone so badly. Because when you sit in a room in Ottawa and you issue prescriptive orders and, and you publish them in the legal text, people are confused, they're alarmed. In early innings, they couldn't get a mask if they wanted one. This is what you wind up with. Who thinks that the uh, RCMP has the manpower, the money, or the instinct to pursue 58,000 leads on whether someone was hanging around the lobby in their apartment building when really they should have been in their one-bedroom unit? It, it was the order, Alex. That was the order. Yeah, I mean, they went from under, um, you know, reacting to completely overreacting. Um, but this has been public health of Canada. Um, and so th this this should not surprise any of us. But nonetheless, good find as you guys dig through all these documents. I do want to ask you about this because this is a very big story and it's not getting a lot of attention. I know that you have followed this uh, since it started, this whole thing about Bill C-36. And we finally got details on this, you know, online harm bill, which is nothing short of censorship. So it's a censorship bill. But when you read this thing, I mean, it's pretty staggering. They're going to create a whole new bureaucracy, the Digital Safety Commissioner, that actually will have the power to be judge and jury in this country, and they're not. They're not a court of law. Speaking of federal overreach, exactly. That, that's a chief censor. I love that title, Digital yeah. Safety Commissioner. That's chief federal censor under the technical documents released today by the Department of Canadian Heritage. The chief federal censor would have power to accept anonymous complaints about any website could hold closed-door hearings to investigate whether any website hurt someone's feelings and could mm. use an Internet kill switch, could literally block a website. Oh, don't get me wrong. There will be subsequent appeals for anyone who feels that there, there has been wrongdoing here. But there will be an entire, as you mentioned, an entire federal bureaucracy devoted to people whose feelings were hurt on the Internet. This is not illegal content, Alex. This mm. is lawful content that hurt someone's feelings. Unbelievable. Which means I'm completely screwed. Um, so I will be, be very short-lived uh, on, on Twitter once this thing is coming in, because it hasn't been passed uh, yet, and hopefully it won't. But, I mean, on the surface, Tom, this will sound great to a lot of people, because who doesn't want to fight hate? As is always the case with issues of fundamental civil liberties in our country, uh, I know a criminal defense lawyer who, who has said that Canadians will trade away civil liberties in the name of public safety at the drop of a hat and always have done so. But that's not very profound, is it? They talk about Australia. Australia doesn't have a Charter of Rights and Freedoms, but we do, and it's supposed to mean something. And one of the fundamental rights is freedom of expression. The technical documents don't even talk about freedom of expression. They talk about different ways to censor, block, and kill websites yeah. that freely express opinions. It's unbelievable. They claim widespread support for this. We know in their internal polling that's not the case. But the feds are digging down on this, Alex. They're deadly serious. They're deadly serious. Yeah. Well, you know, folks don't seem to care about giving up their charter rights, but Tom, you know, you take away someone's TikTok and they will react. So <laughs> they will, you know, take even Jagmeet Singh. You can't go on TikTok because you hurt my feelings. Nonetheless, um, I know you've been digging on these for a while, so I appreciate you filling in the blanks. Thanks a lot. Have a great long weekend. You too, Alex.
That is Tom Korski, a regular with us here on the program. Of course, he is the managing editor of Black Locks Reporter, a subscription-based mag out of Ottawa, and I always say it, worth every single cent. So we'll talk about that issue. It's a very, very, very big issue, and it should not be just brushed off. Stay with us on point here on Global News Radio.